book with your children. I did. Mm-hmm. And it's only been a year. How did you process and say you go from processing death to I need to write a book and help others? You know, I just watched the struggle that my kids were going through. And I actually, you know, I went on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and trying to find something that we could use to cope at nights. Nights are the hardest, it seems like, for everybody when, you know, dealing with anything. But I just wanted some story to read to my kids at night. And I just could not find anything. I couldn't find anything that really, you know, suited them or helped them find comfort and peace. And so, you know, I was like, let's just write one. The loss of a loved one is always traumatic. Processing the grief can take years, and some people never get over it. When children experience the sudden death of a parent, it's all the more devastating. Depending on their age, they might not understand that mom or dad is never going to walk through the front door again, and their grief may last for a lifetime, leading to abandonment issues. The remaining parent is left to try and explain what's happened and to put the pieces of a shattered life back together, all the while dealing with his or her own grief. That was the backdrop that 33-year-old mom and real estate agent Corey Richens laid out for the hosts of Good Morning Utah when she appeared on their show in April of 2023 to promote a tearjerker book about grief called Are You With Me? and that she said she'd written with her three young sons, ages 10, 9, and 6, to help them cope with the loss of their father, Eric. The book is about a father who passes away and then looks down on his sons as an angel. And Corey had been calling up local TV stations and radio shows to promote it. Just two months after Corey's appearance on that morning show, the hosts were beyond mortified when they learned that the granola-looking mom had just been arrested and charged with poisoning her husband of 10 years to death. Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, and this is the case of Corey Richens, granola mom turned black widow. During that appearance on Good Morning Utah in April of 2023, Corey, who was no longer wearing her wedding ring, explained that Eric's death had taken her and her sons by shock. Well, if what the police are now saying is true, then the only ones who were in shock were Eric's sons. According to prosecutors, Corey slipped five times the lethal dose of the drug fentanyl into a Moscow mule that she'd mixed for her husband on the night of March 3rd of 2022. Eric later died sometime between March 3rd and the early morning hours of March 4th. A medical examiner noted in his toxicology report that it was the illicit opioid fentanyl and not medical-grade fentanyl, and it's believed that Eric ingested the drugs orally, supporting the theory that Corey may have wanted Eric dead 
is the old telltale sign of a purchase of massive amounts of life insurance prior to his sudden death. In Corey's case, investigators recently discovered that she took out four life insurance policies on Eric, totaling $2 million between 2015 and 2017 without her husband's knowledge. Prosecutors also say that Corey took out a $250,000 home equity line of credit and spent it, withdrew $100,000 from Eric's bank accounts, and spent more than $30,000 with his credit cards in the years preceding his death. Corey is also accused of allegedly appropriating distributions made from Eric's masonry business, a business he ran with his friend and partner, Cody Wright, for the purpose of federal and state quarterly tax payments. Instead of paying the taxes, she just took the money and spent it. The stolen tax payments totaled at least $134,346. What in the world was Corey doing with all that money? Are we going to find out she had an addiction of some sort, maybe to drugs, maybe to shopping, maybe to gambling? So far, that information has not been disclosed. Eric Richens was a very successful guy. In fact, when he died, his estate was valued at $3.6 million, so there was a lot of money to be had upon his death. In October of 2020, a month after Eric discovered what Corey had done with all that money, he met with a divorce lawyer and estate planning attorney. But when Corey was confronted about all the missing money, she reportedly agreed to pay him back, so he did not proceed with the divorce. That's a lot of money to spend and then to say you're going to pay back. I wonder if he really thought she could come up with the missing funds, but it appears he did have an inkling that he might be in danger because just before his death, unbeknownst to Corey, Eric changed his will. He formed a living trust. He placed his estate under the control of his 38-year-old sister, Katie Richens Benson, and he designated the trust as the beneficiary of his $500,000 life insurance policy. Echoes of Charles Vallow, who switched his policy from Lori Vallow to his sister Kay when he feared for his life. Both these men seemed intent on making sure that their kids would be okay financially if their scary wives really did do them in. Sneaky Corey, however, found out about the switch, and she allegedly tried to rename herself the beneficiary of that policy, but was caught, and Eric had time to reverse the move, putting his sister back onto the plan. What makes this story all the more upsetting is that Eric's sisters told investigators that Corey had previously tried to poison their brother, including on a trip to Greece, and he'd told them that if anything ever happened to him, Corey would be to blame. And it sounds like Eric suspected Corey poisoned him a second time after he became sick on Valentine's Day, just about a month before his death. According to court documents, Corey allegedly made her husband a sandwich 
and sat it on the seat of his truck with a love note. Shortly after consuming the sandwich, Eric broke out in hives and had difficulty breathing. He managed to find his son's EpiPen and administered it to himself and then promptly fell asleep. It makes you wonder why he would stay married to Corey if he felt she might have poisoned him two times. I like to think that if I believe my spouse had tried to poison me, I'd hightail it out of the marriage, take the kids, and move far away to an undisclosed location. But of course, that's not how life works. Eric had his business in Utah, he had his three sons, and as the father, he would have had to jump through many hoops to get full custody of them, and that would take time. And did he even have proof that Corey had poisoned him. He might have suspected it, but if he never went to have any blood testing done, he wouldn't really know for sure. So sadly, even when a spouse knows that he or she is in danger, it's not always possible to get away before they harm you. Eric also apparently had reason to believe Corey was carrying out an extramarital affair before he died. According to the family attorney, Greg Scordis. Scordis told the New York Post that despite Eric Richin's alarming suspicions, he stayed with his wife to spare their three young sons from growing up in a broken home. Scordis said, he lived for those boys. I believe he would have stayed in a less than desirable relationship if it meant he could do right by them. End quote. So sad. Eric clearly was devoted to his boys because he had three good reasons to kick this chick to the curb well before his death. Outrageous spending without his knowledge, her possibly poisoning him, and her possibly cheating on him. That's like the trifecta of a rotten egg of a spouse. No bueno. Run, Eric, run. But let's now journey back to the days before Eric died. It turns out Corey had been fighting with him over buying a multi-million dollar estate. According to court documents filed in the case, Corey had been determined to buy the 22,000-square-foot unfinished estate in Heber City, Utah, replete with a 3,000-square-foot guesthouse, main house with a butler's pantry, swimming pool, therapy pool, exercise room, indoor volleyball court, climbing rock wall, two kitchens, and a room dedicated to virtual reality experiences. But Eric was against it, and he was refusing to pay $2 million to purchase it, Note that this estate, which had been sitting unfinished for a very long time, had been deemed an eyesore by locals who were calling for it to be torn down. She bought it for $2 million, and then two weeks after her husband's death, Corey Richens placed the unfinished Midway home back on the market. It's here at this house where those illicit fentanyl transactions took place between Corey and her dealer, fentanyl being the cause of Eric Richens' death. Though unfinished, the concept video of the house done up by Rosewood Homes shows the entire vision for the 20,000-square-foot estate, complete with a basketball court, swimming pool, and home theater, golf simulator, and rock wall. When the police responded to a 911 call at the Richens' home in the town of Camas, just outside Park City, on March 4th of 2022, 
They found Eric Richen's body on the floor at the foot of the bed, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. An autopsy and toxicology report would later reveal that Eric had died of an overdose of five times the lethal dose of fentanyl. When the cops later interviewed Corey, she told them that she and Eric had been celebrating plans to purchase a $2 million home that night, a story that didn't coincide with what Eric's family and business partner would later tell the police. Corey's story was that after celebrating with Eric, she'd gone to sleep in one of their kids' bedrooms and that she'd left her cell phone plugged in next to the bed and did not take it into the child's room with her. When she woke up at around 3 a.m., and went into the master bedroom, she said she found Eric on the floor, cold to the touch. Court records show, however, that Corey's cell phone was locked and unlocked multiple times during that period, and there was also movement on the phone. In addition, her phone showed that text messages were sent and received during this period, those messages were also deleted. Police later discovered Corey's alleged connection to an accused drug dealer identified as CL in court documents who admitted selling her two $900 orders of fentanyl pills. Busted biatch. According to Corey Richen's arrest warrant, after buying an initial batch of fentanyl, in late February of 2022, she allegedly went back to this CL person to get stronger fentanyl pills. According to the court documents, CL initially stated that the defendant specifically asked for, quote, some of that Michael Jackson stuff during this request for fentanyl, but subsequently conceded that the defendant may have made the Michael Jackson reference during her first request for fentanyl, end quote. Michael Jackson died in 2009 at his Los Angeles home after receiving a lethal dose of the sedative, propofol. And we know from records filed, this rather ruthless young mother, Corey, spent the day after Eric died, which would have been March 5th, not grieving, not helping her three little boys cope with the sudden loss of their father, but rather closing on the $2 million deal to buy that unfinished mansion cold. Corey bought the mansion from a young widow who ditched plans to move there after her husband had died. Strange to have two young widows making this transaction. One person said of the long unfinished mansion, its connection now to two widows, that place is cursed. On that same day, Eric's sisters went to Corey and Eric's home, and according to a civil complaint filed by Corey's attorneys, began threatening and verbally accosting her. After Corey insisted that they leave, one of the sisters asserted that Corey did not own that family home and that she would ensure that Corey was kicked out of it. As for the unfinished estate, after buying it for $2 million, Corey put it back on the market just two weeks later and tried to flip it for $5 million, 
more than doubling her money, and it actually turned out to be a savvy move because the estate is currently under contract for $3.75 million. Days after Eric's death, Corey allegedly had a locksmith drill into his safe, which contained between $125,000 and $165,000 in cash. And when Eric's sister suggested that Corey not touch that money, Corey allegedly became enraged, and she punched Eric's sister in the face and neck. What? And then on March 9th or 10th, according to this CL person, Corey told him to leave more fentanyl pills in a fire pit at a home Corey owned. And that home was the $2 million mansion, by the way. I wonder if those pills were for her. Maybe she's addicted to fentanyl. Or did she have a more macabre plan for those additional pills? Were there any other people in her life that she didn't want around. It would take a year for Corey Richens to be charged with first-degree aggravated blank and multiple counts of second-degree possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute. Hmm, maybe she's trying to sell the fentanyl. Perhaps another stream of revenue for this apparently money-hungry mom? Within weeks of Eric's death, Corey launched a legal battle against Eric's family in a bid to secure his $3.6 million estate. Corey claimed that the money was rightfully hers, and she accused the deceased Eric of trying to defraud her by shielding his property and business from her without her knowledge. Dude was smart to do that. Corey also said that as far as she was aware, Eric's estate was to be divided according to the terms of the couple's prenuptial agreement, which Eric's late mother, Linda, presented to Corey on the very day of their wedding. The document was signed along with the wedding certificate on June 15th of 2013 when they got married, and under its terms, upon Eric's death, pretty much everything would pass seamlessly to Corey. The decision to have a prenup was apparently inspired by the experience Eric had during his 2009 divorce from his first wife, a woman named Julie Jorgensen, whom he married in 2005. Jorgensen died at age 26 in a car crash in January of 2011. She was rear-ended by a pickup truck that barreled into her at 70 miles per hour. She waited at a red light. The driver, who was later sentenced to prison, had been smoking weed and couldn't see through his frost-covered windshield. Oh my god. Eric's mom, by coming up with this prenup, was supposedly trying to protect him and to prevent a repeat of his difficult divorce from this Jorgensen woman. Instead, by signing that prenup, Eric may have unwittingly signed his own death warrant. What a twisted tale. Seems strange to me that his mother was so involved in that prenup. He's a grown guy. You think he would take care of that himself. Wonder what that was all about. So, Corey now sits in a jail cell 
awaiting her detention hearing. It was previously scheduled to take place today, May 19th, but it was pushed out to June 12th yesterday when prosecutors suddenly amended the court documents after learning about Corey's alleged purchase of the four life insurance policies on Eric. Corey's arrest happened so fast without warning that she clearly did not have time to cancel her subscription to HelloFresh. A HelloFresh box currently sits unopened along with Amazon packages on the front porch of the Richens' home. Sounds like the motive for Eric's death, if all of this is true, was money. Money, money, and more money. And as for that book Corey wrote, well, it's been removed from Amazon. Good move. You can't have a book about grief written by the person who took the person's life. Allegedly. Why don't these people ever learn that crime doesn't pay? I suspect Corey is going to end up where Lori Vallow is going to end up, and that is in a cold, concrete prison cell. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Did you enjoy this story? Did you find it interesting? If so, smash that like button. And if you're not yet subscribed, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to the channel. And if you want to help support the channel, you can do so with a membership or on my Patreon. Girls gotta make a living. Good evening, I'm Glenn Mills. And I'm Emily Flores. We thank you for joining us here this evening. We do begin with breaking news. We're learning more information about the Utah mom and children's author accused of murdering her husband. Court documents just released shining new light on this case. They say that Corey Richens hired a locksmith to drill into her husband Eric's safe, which contained more than $165,000 in cash. Now, when Eric's sister found out about what was going on, she told Corey she did not have the authority to open it. Court documents then say Corey got mad and punched her sister-in-law in the face. Corey was scheduled for a court appearance tomorrow, but it has now been pushed to the uh, 12th of June. We have a reporter on this story, and we will have more